You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Good, Good morning, Susan. <laughs> Good morning, Tom. <laughs> you know, almost a year of getting it right. I know. I think I think about it every time, though. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't said it wrong I, again. I know. But, but that's okay, because we've already clarified that men are born stupid. So <laughs> that's, that's, already, that's already been established. And it's okay. It's, I, it's, I'm not going to fight you because you'll just fall back to sea. <laughs> You're proving my point. Well, you do. Every time. It never fails. So. Hey, Joelle. Hey, guys. Glad you're back. I know. It, I missed you guys. Well, we missed you because I just don't trust Tom between him unplugging the board. <laughs> but and... her volume stayed up, though. <laughs> yeah, because... Well, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, because I was threatening him within an inch of his life. But... <laughs> and, and you now are learning, young man, that I'm a big threat to you. You know, you're covered for a month because you just got your paycheck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you bought my loyalty. <laughs> Keep your hands up. Yeah, take that hand away from that side of the board. Golly, they're so bad to me, I swear. I'm old and y'all pick on me. It's just wrong. I'm sure it's some kind of discrimination. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's yeah, it. I'm sure it is. <laughs> against against well, Southern women. Oh, Southern old women. Oh, that's right. That's, I got to get the geriatric factor in here, too. So we'll get it from two angles. Anyway, anything exciting happening? Life. Am I glowing in the dark yet? I'm on my not, eighth radiation. Yeah, yeah. We have our event coming up. Oh, we do? Or I guess once this post, it would have happened. Yeah, it was a great time. It was, it was so, much we had so much fun. <laughs> the comedian was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I opened for him. If he has missed it. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we got a lot of good stuff going on at Under the Shield, but boy, are we busy. That's for sure. Like crazy busy. And uh, just finished signing a contract with our first city actually yeah because we i'd said this just goes to show you never say <laughs> never, never say never that's right because i just did what i said i'd never do yeah but we just celebrated 31 years here at under the shield <laughs> yeah and we're getting up there <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle we can walk and talk um but yeah you know sad it came from a, a sad event of right. the death of a dea agent in birmingham alabama but it's really what launched this whole concept and sent me back to get my master's, and which was a waste of my time and money. But that's another <laughs> subject. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good comments on Facebook from people yeah. that were using the company even back at its very beginning. So it doesn't feel like thirty-one years. Well, congratulations. Well, I, you know, you built has, a a rock star of a company. Well, this is where I should say I'm really only about 40 years old, <laughs> but it has aged me. Or I should say I'm actually 95 years there old. You go. And, and you has, look really good. And it can be useful. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. I just haven't decided which way it is. It's day by day right now. So anyway, um, so tell us about our guest today. 
Well, our guest actually came from a mom that you know. Yes, it was from a training up in Colorado I did for the FOP, and I believe they were in that training or uh, knew about it. And so, yeah, that's always word of mouth. It's the way we get so many of ours anyway. Just never knew it would wind up being (laughs) word of mouth in the Ukraine. Yeah, and Joelle and I were kind of surprised about that because (laughs) we found out about Ashley— Mm-hmm. And we were told that she's over in Ukraine during the war, <laughs> and she's like a correspondent doing uh, reporting on the war and kind of telling like a true story of what it's like over there. Yeah, one of our first calls, Ashley was like, "Oh yeah, just I got a I, I just got back from a, uh, a mission that I had to do." I was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, what's a mission?" <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm a little stressed. You, you, you think? think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out how her parents let her do this, but that probably means they oh, that, need I think there's a story too. to that, too. <laughs> yeah, there's probably It didn't a story. start off like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to get to all of that. But Yeah, and then we find out that she has a boyfriend, Vlad, who's from Ukraine, and he's serving in the war, and he was blown up. Well, and severely injured. But he's here. But don't but yeah. nobody panic. He didn't die. Yeah. He's here. <laughs> he's on the podcast with us. I'm okay, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He's also with us. And yeah. now through a long journey, they've finally made it to New York where he can get some good medical care. And so <laughs> And like I pointed out, they're in New York City. I think they're in more danger there than they were in the Ukraine. So we may have to call on some of our resources to help them out. But but basically they have a really cool story that yes. Ashley, I think you gotta sell this to like Nicholas Sparks, make a book, whole movie out of it. It'll be like the new notebook. Oh, I'm voting for the for the movie, and I want Jennifer Anderson or Sandra Bullock to play me. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Joel? I can stop payment on that check. <laughs> I, I don't have to have a big part in it other than this podcast. It could be a cameo, right? Absolutely. But if you can have somebody play me, make sure it's a good one. All right. <laughs> Back to the subject today. All right, well, Bad Bunny will play me. <laughs> I don't know who's going to play Tom. We got to find somebody yeah. with mad cow disease. That's right. <laughs> so, Ashley, how did all this start? Oh, man. And I welcome would, to the show, and thanks for doing this, agreeing yes. to do this. You had no idea what you were getting into, did you? Neither of you. I'm waiting for Vlad to cut himself out. <laughs> I want no part of this. Hopefully, I don't understand how this Cr- is. English is so bad. <laughs> he doesn't understand any of this because his English is so bad. So he's just like, I'll just tune out half the time. No, he's thinking crazy Americans is That's what right. he's thinking. <laughs> Uh, I was in Colorado. No, I was in Texas at the time. And um, I was at that point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go on my next film journey. And um, I had traveled uh, about the, a year before that doing some Super 8 um, in Europe. And I wanted to connect to my roots and go back to kind of like the Ukraine, Russia area. I was always told that I was Russian and um, not much about my Ukrainian side, just that I was Russian. And so I, I wanted to do a short film about Chernobyl. I found some stalkers who were these like hikers, Ukrainian hikers that hiked through Chernobyl. 
and um, they have like a spiritual connection with the whole area. And I was like, that would be super cool to document. So I got um, a plane ticket to Kiev. I was ready to go. And then um, these stalkers text me and they're like, hey, so uh, Russia invaded. Um, I know you still have your plane ticket. Come on over. <laughs> You're part Russian. Come on. Join the party. <laughs> wow. Where we were supposed to, you know, um, shoot our short film is right where the initial invasion happened. And to loop that all around, what's funny is, is Vlad was actually there. And that's where he was uh, initially stationed was in Chernobyl. So we, if I was there before the invasion, maybe we all would have met at some point much earlier on. So he, 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 my friends were like, we're going to join a battalion. We're going to take up arms and fight for our country. You know, you can still come and document, but it's going to be about the war. What do you think? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say come and take up arms? No, that's what they were going to do. Right. But again, yeah, they, yeah. they should have invited me. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> I wanted to deploy with my Marine when he went to the desert and they wouldn't let me go. I couldn't figure out why. But I don't know why. I know. But see, that sounds like you ain't got to do any jumping through hoops. You just pick up a gun and go. Right. I'm with them. Volunteer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. These, these guys were volunteers. Wow. And, um, so I packed up a bag full of supplies because I asked, okay, well, what do you guys need right now? They're like, everything. So <laughs> I, I packed up a bag of a there bunch of things I bought on Amazon, everything you can imagine, you know. And I didn't tell my parents. <laughs> I know you're talking about that. Um, I didn't tell my parents because I knew the, the answer or you know, response to what I was doing would be no. And uh, if you've met my parents, you know, when they say no, it means like, We'll find a way to yeah. stop you going. Well, so I just, you know, I just. I'll call them from over there. Yeah, that's right. a good plan. And, and I do. What it was. And yeah. I do have to say here, we found out. <laughs> Amazon doesn't go over to the Ukraine. No, yeah, we tried shipping stuff. And <laughs> yeah. There was no. Nope. No, you got to bring it over in a backpack. Yeah. Like really. I just picture the Amazon driver like seeing the <laughs> battlefield. They're like, you know what? I don't get paid enough for this. Just turns around. <laughs> they can wait. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I I got to Ukraine and I get a text message from my mom. She goes, "Where are you right now?" And I was like, uh, "I'm in Ukraine." She goes, "God damn it! I knew it. Actually, I knew it." I get a text from my dad, and he's just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I went to Ukraine to help. And he's just like, oh, my God. And, um, yeah, then the journey started from there. I ended up staying on a battalion base for about three months. Um, I followed these guys around on different missions. Apparently, this mission, wasn't out of your character, though, because your parents weren't really surprised. They were kind of expecting it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Not out of my character at all. My friends were even like, yeah, we kind of expected something like this would happen. Just wow. with my past and my adventures and my filmmaking, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, after the two weeks, I was there for only two weeks, and these guys were like, okay, let's go. You're hopping in this car. We're going on a mission. They don't tell me any of the you know actual military information. Just we're going on a mission. You want to go shoot some video? Field trip. Maybe they didn't even know. And I was like, all right, okay. And I had all my equipment, you know, and, and they even handed me an AK. They're like, you know, just in case. 
And I was like, all right. So I threw that on my back. <laughs> we need those pictures. Yeah. Are there pictures of this? Of course. Yes. Okay. okay. We need to attach that. Yes. On our thing. yes, please. And I assume your parents had taught you how to shoot. And No. No. <laughs> no. I oh, learned everything I, I know now all in Ukraine. Did you um, at least play like Call me. of Duty before? Let's <laughs> 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 just go. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but anyway. <laughs> wow. He knows. I'm sure he knows what CSGO is. Wow. Yeah, here's an AK-47. Yeah. That's a good place to Just start. Just in case you need it. Sure. Here's the trigger. <laughs> Point it that direction and pull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And that's how these kids, I mean, I, I call them kids, but I mean, because they're much younger guys. Just, that's how they are about defending their country. They're like. We got to do what we got to do. And, and sure. <laughs> they're like, if you're going to be shooting some video out there, we don't know what's going to happen. So here's a gun just in case. But Ashley, how just old are you? <laughs> how old am I? I'm yeah. 31. Okay. You're still a baby. So she's talking about these others being young. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Baby Go ahead. 19, 20, 21. Wow. Glad you're 27. Barely out of diapers. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And so after that first mission, I was kind of like, because I was there for about a week, and it was not obviously what I would expect. Um, I'm not sure what you were expecting is my question. <laughs> she was expecting a hike through Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. but, but that, now think about what you just said. I know. Like, oh, that's any that, better. That's not on my bucket list either, Tom. Sorry. But, um, but did you shoot anybody? I have to know. No, I didn't have to. I, we, okay. I wasn't close enough. Okay. But I you mean, would have. Had, well, if I have to, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I agree. But um, no. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was my first time hearing the artillery in and out. And that's where I learned like, oh, okay, it's incoming, it's outcoming, that's how far away it is. You know, um, all the things that you see in these, these war movies, mm -hmm. It's you, I was just learning them firsthand with a camera in my hand. And I was really invited by the Ukrainian troops that were there. They were like super welcoming to me and they were super protective and they made sure I was okay and taken care of. And I got some really cool footage of that first mission. But then I, I went back after that and I was like, okay, maybe this was enough. Let's see. You're a single female <laughs> in the field with a bunch of young Military men. But yeah, you're going to be very welcomed, I'm sure. She's got an AK-47. That she doesn't know how to use. That I bet they don't necessarily know That's she right. doesn't know how to use. So, again, she's an American. Right. From tech, I was, just came from Texas, so they're like, oh, oh, yeah, well, Texas, yeah, there you go. with an yeah. AK-47, yes. Absolutely. Were there a lot of people there doing the type thing you were doing? Filmmaking and no. stuff? No. And the thing was, is that I'm independent. I'm just an independent filmmaker. I'm just, someone was like, you know what? I have roots in this area of the world. Um, I kind of want to shoot what's going on. I want to be involved. I want to help. And we'll see what happens. But no, I wasn't with any sort of um, newspaper or journalistic crew. It was just, I was by myself. So there's other journalists, you know, out there that are working with New York Times or working with, you know, who knows, CNN and so on. But I think the the advantage of me going the way that I did was that I was able to kind of be so um, embedded and immersed within these military units mm -hmm. sure. without needing any sort of, without having any shackles on me. Right. You know, sure. I didn't, didn't have really to ask for permission for anything. 
Yeah. Right. And it, it's it, it wasn't a biased, you know, I didn't have to be unbiased. Mm -hmm. I was biased because, you know, I have Ukrainian roots. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm pro-Ukrainian. Sure. So it's not like I had to give any sort of a story that was one way or the other or, or give both sides. And um, yeah, I had a lot of freedom. Nice. Which also came a lot of danger. And Vlad doesn't know how I made it this far. <laughs> hey, honey, wait till you meet a few more American women. You'll figure it out. <laughs> what, you need to come to the South. We need to bring you down into Alabama and Texas, and you'll figure it out how she did it. Um, Maybe one day. Yes. And then we'll get you to Arizona, which is a whole different part of the country. But um, America is so big, I'm even not sure like, I will visit this place, you know. In my country, it's like, for me, in my country, four hours trip, it sounds something crazy, you know. Like going to a different city, you're just like, oh, huh, four hours? No, I will don't do this. <laughs> yeah, four hours, it's just in my head and going somewhere. In it's like, it's normal. So so when did, when did Tom and Joel get involved? Was this after the two-week mission? Or... No, this was much farther into it. Okay. Uh, because that that was in that was in March. Okay. And then um, I went on a few more missions with them. Maybe I was in Mikolaiv, and then um, after that, I I left working with that battalion to kind of, you know, meet other units and meet other groups. And I met this one unit that was going to Bakhmut, and I, I worked with a lot of uh, foreign people as well. I met some guys like in Denmark and Ireland. And we kind of formed a, a group, someone from Estonia, we formed like a little group and, and we would go and we would help other units with either their video work or, you know, and they would do what they were trained to do as military guys. And so we went to visit a unit in Bakhmut and I was there for, for almost a month. I was there about three weeks and this was in August. And um, it's before, obviously, everything happened with Bakhmut, you know, what, what, what you're seeing now. So it was... It was probably the most dangerous area that I was in. Um, and then after being there for, for almost a month, I went back and uh, wait, you know, we actually, I didn't speak to you guys until, until after I met Vlad and after mm -hmm. Vlad was hurt. Right. So I, I'm I, a problem. <laughs> and that's, that's something that I actually spoke to these gentlemen about. I had seen so much in, in almost the year that I was there, you know, whether it be, you know, dead Russians, you know, artillery, all this kinds of crazy stuff that you can imagine that you see in war. Sure. But the thing that affected me most was when Vlad was injured. And so um, we started dating in October. All right, tell us and, how you met him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there were some American volunteers, uh, somewhere in the Marines and, and, you know, like former Marines and they're out there <clears throat> helping. And they were just like, there's this guy, this Ukrainian guy. He goes by Bruno. That was like his call sign, Bruno. Bruno. And um, they're like, he's crazy. You guys need <laughs> to talk because you guys have the same humor. You guys are, you guys just get along really, really well. She's crazy so, too is what they were telling right, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you two, I think we get along. And then I, I started talking to him on Instagram. And uh, his videos were always so crazy because he made light of really, you know, catastrophic situations sure you know like when he's getting shelled or when he's running around because he's he's in national guard he's in uh, the special forces and so he's always you know showing these really funny videos of something that is just <laughs> not very funny like, <laughs> we would like those videos <laughs> <Yeah. Vlad. laughs> we need those videos send them our direction 
I'm not sure like you want to see this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So, so we talked for a little while, but he's so busy. He would be on missions for three months at a time and then be home for about two weeks. And, you know, he would take care of his mother and he would be volunteering. So there was a lot of stuff. We didn't really have time to talk. But mm -hmm. then there was one moment where we were able to all meet up at a restaurant with these American volunteers and Wally the Sniper. I was talking, I was living with Wally the Sniper for a little while, the Canadian Sniper. And um, we all had a dinner and I saw him and I gave him a shirt that made me think of him because he, he likes his, he likes Borat. Vlad's laughing off almost to fall on the floor is what it looks like. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we whoa. Yeah, he loved the shirt, and so the day after he asked me on like a, a date of sorts, I guess, kind of. I was gonna say, can no, you I just date? want a like good dinner, you know. Yeah. Restaurant with a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> It helped your reputation. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and uh, from there, it just kind of, ooh, yeah, from there we started to fall in love. And then um, what happened? Oh, and then, okay, so yeah, we fell in love. And very quickly, he had to go on another mission because we don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, do you want to describe this part about oh, when I go out with you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, for I explain how it's working. Do you want to? You want a like really true, true, or for a deep <laughs> Oh no, we want the truth. We want yeah, the we want real the story. <laughs> when I when I go to, with you on the mission. Oh yeah, that's a uh, big. Uh, I mean, we have a bunch of people uh, in Ukraine who like uh, pretend like they're volunteers, you know, like foreigners, but uh, they just. Uh, come into my country, you know, pretend like they go into fight for my country, going to fight against Russian, but in real life they're just sitting in Ukraine, mm -hmm. receiving donation, drink alcohol, you know, like spend time. Wow. So like unfortunately actually <clears throat> being with these guys like on uh, one roof because she living with Wally Sniper and these guys be associated with him. So one day I just uh, say actually like uh, I will be like three more months on missions and uh, maybe I can get you on this uh, region when I'm working uh, because I'm trying to invite these guys for they you know approve their work you know for they just don't receive American donations and buy alcohol or they just do something so I he wanted to show what war was really like. <laughs> and it became yeah. bring your girlfriend to work three months. No, no I will don't and bring. did want to bring your girlfriend to work. <laughs> she got an AK-47, why not? Yeah, but I will don't ever bring her to zero land, you know, yeah, where no. she will yeah. have troubles. I mean, like, surround this, I don't know, like, 15 kilometer zone, safety zone, really safe. Maybe more, like, uh, 20 kilometer zone, like, it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it's Better. still uh, on these cities, like uh, people's living, you know, everything is not fine, but it's safety, okay? It's sure. like yellow zone. So I create idea to take these guys and uh, add Ashley with these guys to show, first of all, my idea to take, to bring Ashley. And I, okay, take these guys with Ashley. <laughs> so to show Ashley just how it's worked for they, not good. For these people, it's like, don't deserve to be here, you know, for 
just look is uh, how this guy into in life you know like they not uh, how to explain this properly. like they're just out there they for pretend show. to be like uh, professionals but they nobody yeah right so when it happens they come and just spend i don't know like maybe a week on this area and i spend time with ashley when i come back from <laughs> night missions from <laughs> from, you know, from work like from sneaky work so <laughs> from yeah. sneaky work <laughs> i just use them like delivery to deliver ashley to <laughs> it's just some sort of protection and deliver. There you go. I want these videos. <laughs> I, I, I want your videos. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't know, thinking about this, like, how you can deliver her here and it does the safety? Oh, yeah, I have idea, guys. <laughs> I use these guys, okay. And so they bring Ashley and we like, and I don't know, one day I work in. And something happened with me, so and actually be close to me, mm-hmm. and so she immediately met me, not met me, come to hospital when I be and saw me on like uh, not in good conditions. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be. Uh, it was like I don't know, like like three days of work, and I was waiting on base for him mm-hmm. to come back. And uh, yeah, she's staying with my guys, with yeah, my unit. I was staying with his unit. Um, because I planned to do a video for their unit um, when he got back from his from his like three day work mission, and um, so he texts me. He's just like, uh, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be back in like a few hours." And then he's just like, "Hold on, wait, it uh, <laughs> uh, work got busy. I'm coming home late." And I'm like, "Oh God, here we go." And um, sure enough, one of his brothers on base hand me the phone, and it's someone who speaks English, and and they were like, uh, "So." Vlad is alive, but I was like, oh, God. and I was just like, okay, well, take me to him. So I just packed a bag. They were they were first, you know, kind of skeptical. They were like, I don't know. And I was just like, get me in the car and take me to where he is right now. So they escorted me straight to the hospital. And um, I remember just walking into the room and, and seeing him. And I almost had to like tilt my head a few different times. To, I was like, is that is that him? Because he just looked like a ghost of himself, mm-hmm. completely different person. And, um, Let's you know. have some rest, you know, when tired from war. <laughs> Come on. He would make a great cop over here, I'm telling you. We got departments that will hire you. Um, but, and what was it? Because we did they have IEDs in the Ukraine? Like we they think do, of the war in the this desert? It was like uh, an artillery shell okay. or, um, or it was a tank shell. They hit his car. He was driving. Okay. So the car flipped a few times. And uh, he was stuck in there. That's why he has the injuries with his legs and his feet, because it was crushed. I wish our audience uh, could see his no, face. No, because, like, fire, uh, my leg's broken, not because I'm flipping car. It's because a shell. Um, Hit at that point? Yeah, like a bomb wave. You know wave? Oh, yeah, the it's compression ex- wave. Explosion, yeah. Right. The wave broke my, broke half of car. Like wow. in movie Taxi, you know, when like, <laughs> you know, this movie. yeah, it's happened like something like this. And like one piece of my foot has just disappeared wow. because it's like the like, big part of shell just like mm-hmm. disappeared. It's like apple sign, you know, it's not very common. You know, it's like the apple, you know, like there's like a bite out of the apple. Yeah. <laughs> that's what his foot looks like. Do you, Vlad, do you remember <laughs> this? 
or yeah, you have very little memory. An electronic cigarette and driving. <laughs> and boom. And I'm like, what? What yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what the hell? And what was the first thing you, you said you thought of? I, my first thing would be like, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I, I realized like, oh my God, I have so much like crypto stocks in my phone and I need to contact with everybody about what happened. And my phone was like, like my plate carrier with my body armor in car and I'm like, oh my God, car is burning. It's like, where's my phone, guys? <laughs> but I had up with completely broken legs. I should be videoing this. <laughs> what this would make a great video. Talks? Wow. Where is crypto? They can't do it back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, because like, uh, hopefully my guys could be with me in cars. They'd be like very hard contusions, but it's on like uh, the professionals, they, even if they contusions, they mechanically you know know what they're doing. So right. and one of the guys be like Takmet, so he even don't need brains <laughs> to do subs, and he already do everything mechanical. So he give me immediately first aid, you know, like give me like a, like crazy painkiller. It's not be shot; it's be like, like a little stick, like lollipop. Yeah. So how many were with you in the vehicle? Two more guys. Okay, and what's their status? They okay? They in work right now? They healed and in work. <laughs> they fine. <laughs> they fine. And my team be like close because I go into like recon, you know, like uh, making recon for my rest of my team be like uh, safety to go and finish mission. But um, so they like come after maybe five ten minutes, bring mm -hmm. me and deliver me to like evacuation point when I have like more professional first aid kit, then I'd be delivered to another place, then to another place, wow. then long trip. That was a really crazy journey. Because unfortunately it's war, you know, it's not like in movies. Right. Right. Everything is super cool. It's a little bit like hard, you know, it's like sure. complicated, uh, bunch of people, you know, mass, like everybody working 24 seven tired. It's war, so and now didn't like, uh, when you first got to the first, I guess like medic station or yeah. you know where you were actually able to get treatment? Didn't they want to take your foot? Ah mm. uh, no 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 no! They just stabilize you. I be mad once when they I be on first evacuation point where they start to cut my uh, shoes and uh, my pants because I'm crying it's like oh my god it's quite precision what are they doing it's so expensive <laughs> you can take off this please no <laughs> well no it sounds like a motor cop <laughs> don't cut the boots or the uniform yeah, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately boots be in mess but I, it, it's but i joking on this you know what i can do I, I, i'm a funny guy i'm always joking even if he's crazy injured i still joking it's good for you no it's they want to cut my legs only in um in Dnipro, it's like hospitals when uh, everybody coming from this region and get, you know, like they that was stabilize. Like the next step. So, yeah. like right. after the first frontline hospital, he was transferred to like a more stable hospital. Right. And, and how far are there. we talking? What's the distance from What's where you were injured to that hospital? Mm, 400 kilometers, something like this. 300, 400 kilometers. I can't tell you exactly. Time-wise, what would huh? that take to get oh, you time. there? Time, oh my God, it's like one day, you know, like I'd be 
we changing like five ambulance cars, VSM, and for some reasons, helicopter evacuation on that point be not available because it's be it, Ru Russians like cover our all uh, air. The airspace, yeah. Airspace. What, what a pain yeah. in the ass these yeah. Russians are, right. I swear. And for Americans listening, that's a, about 250 miles. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and unfortunately, I had to ride in on like ambulance. And it's be not one, it's be one, next one, it's be five ambulance. Wow. <laughs> so they're <laughs> shuttling from, you. Jeez. File ambulance from one hospital to another hospital. Wow. Yeah. And then it's be like, uh, that's like more prof more stabilization point when they make like s first surgeries, but uh, it's very bad place because they have uh, they receiving every day like so many soldiers from like uh, like Donbas area, so many, and they even I be even in uh, woman. Uh, department you know is hospital so overlords for id and women department <laughs> not not uh, the pregnancy area though i assume it was the gynecology <laughs> no. department it was the gynecology <laughs> department it was yeah because wow. i saw the sign on the wall and i was like is that what is is that gyne gynecology because i can read a little bit of russian and they're like yeah <laughs> wow okay that's just so packed and overfull you know? yeah wow. so what they do Could is be interesting. to see like uh, they need you know save your life they will save your life, but unfortunately, you can lose part of your body. <laughs> but and unfortunately, they don't have time to make big investigation. I think, yeah, like to make big research. Like, did it will work? Did it not? They're like, okay, for stabilize you, save your life, we'll got it. Like, bye. Sure. But I be hopefully I have friends and actually be with me. We will like contact with my friends. They come find and like different doctor pay money to him for he come for he make research for he tell these guys like don't do it he will be okay and that's like help me and save my legs so now i'm curious what about these uh these quote-unquote volunteers that were out there now <laughs> what was their reaction <laughs> oh, to all this we're going home <laughs> it's funny that you say that because they did they went home before he was even injured. Oh wow! I stayed with him when they went back. They uh, <laughs> some something happened in one of their lives where they needed to go back home, and the other one was just like, "Well, I guess I'll go back too." And he just went back to Kiev. So they 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 both just left, and they're like, "Ashley, you coming?" I'm like, "No, I'm staying here." So that's why I was staying on on base with him because we had our own separate base with the foreigners, but they were like, we're going to go back home after like a few days. <laughs> now, were you going to every post where he was being taken and how did you get there? Um, when he was injured? Yeah, like when he starts in one oh. medic area, are you allowed to go there? I mean, I I'm thinking it's maybe like war rules because I just, I was by his side the entire time. I mean, if it was like some sort of legal thing, like in America, you know, <laughs> with like, I'm sorry, you can't be with him right now. But, you know, in, in Ukraine during a war, we're just like, I'm staying with him. Vlad's like, she's staying with me. And so that's just how, yes, that's how it works. And, yeah, could, we have some moments when doctors. Could you ride yeah. the ambulance with him? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Technically, like, prob technically, probably no, but I did. But you did. Yeah. Ah, okay. What? About ah. the ambulances. Ah, no, did you can't go with me in the ambulance? No. Yeah. But she she will because I'd be mad, you know, and they're like, <laughs> she can't go. I said, like, 
I don't care, guys. She will go. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to figure out how she would figure out where to go if she couldn't go with you. So. I sat in the ambulance in the back with him. Like, you know, he was like in a little stretcher. And I had like his head between my legs. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> let's just get through this. And it was just ambulance from ambulance to another station, like a little medic station. And we were there overnight. I slept with him in the bed while his legs were just bleeding out. And I remember... I had to go and because there were so many, so many wounded soldiers that needed attention that he wasn't getting, you know, the full attention and his, his legs were just bleeding out, bleeding out, bleeding out. And I'm deprived of sleep and in and, and shock and confused. And so I'm running around with like a translator on my phone, like, hi, uh, my husband needs help. Uh, you need to check out his legs. And they're just like, uh, we're busy. We're busy. We're busy. And I'm just like, oh my God. And um, so I just I ended up falling asleep with him in that bed, and then we get woken up the next day, and get shipped out to Nipro, and then we were there for a few days, and then uh, I slept in the chair with him for a little while in the hospital, and then finally one of his friends was just like, "You need some sleep," so they let me stay at one of his houses in uh, Nipro, and then we finally got to Kiev, and where he was actually in a military hospital, and then. That's where he stayed for a little while. And then you were transported somewhere else before you came to the United States? Yes. I yeah. go to private hospital because even in military hospitals, they cannot uh, uh, do, you know, I need on that moment a uh, skin drop. Mm. It's very mm. hard. It's high class job, you know, for do this kind of surgery. It's like not a lot of people can do this and like, Especially during war. In military hospitals, like, no, completely. So uh, I had to go to private hospital for the start take care about me more. And I'd be like one month in private hospital. But that private hospital received like Ukrainian warriors too. They have some sort of charity and they're helping from, they're taking like uh, directly from special one special unit guys who fix them everything and they're really good it's very amazing good hospital they have charity and charity pay for this and the guys receive treatment of everything it's like amazing really and but then be, they sent you home after that for yeah. a little while yeah i'd be lucky because they they fix my tibia bones make a few surgeries and say it's like hey right now you need like uh, get some rest for one month before we start the new like procedures because mm -hmm. he needed his feet completely reconstructed yeah basically so it's both um, feet not just one no it's both okay both feet need to be reconstructed and both of his tibia bones for, were were fractured as well so he hasn't walked since october uh i i started a little fundraiser okay. while i was out there wait waiting while we were waiting because i wanted to just get started on something and it caught wind with some American volunteers and the gentleman out here who had a connection to Hospital for Special Surgeries in New York. And they decided to take on his case uh, through a charity program. And uh, we've been here since January. And that's where they were able to reconstruct his feet, basically. He's got a, like a, a brace on right now. He's, he's went through, I don't know, maybe 10 surgeries out here? Yeah. Probably, maybe. yeah. I think he's got maybe one more. That's ten since you've been in New York. Yeah. Wow. I, I, that's my guess. I mean, we've kind of lost track at this point. But you're so not in the hospital now. So we're in 
apartments associated with the hospital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Luckily, we have an apartment building here, you know, and not just in a hospital room. <laughs> right. And how much communication were you having with your parents in the middle of all of this? You know, what's funny is maybe the first the first three months that I was out there, I had almost zero communication with my dad. He was very upset and he was very stressed out. <laughs> and uh, I think if he heard anything that was going on, it would just make his mental state even worse. Sure. So he was getting all the information through my mother. I was talking to my mom that whole time. And then um, after a little while, I went back home for, for, for two weeks and I surprised them. And I'm like, look, I'm alive. Everything's okay. Look at all these things I got, you know, patches, whatever. And, um, and they're like, oh, great. So you're staying home? And I'm like, no, I'm going back. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you know, we're proud of you. We love you. We have faith that you're going to be okay when you get back out there. And then, and then they supported me the rest of the way. But then I told them, you know, what happened with, with Vlad and, and they my mom's first idea was like, we got to try to get him to America because he can get, you know, some really great help out here. Right. Yeah, Ashley family working hard to find anybody who can help me to bring me to U.S. Unfortunately, it's very complicated because uh, Ukraine for USA, it's, uh, I know, it's hard. So uh, for Ukrainians, it's hard to get visa. You need to get uh, a lot of United States Embassy making one million research about you, million chances for you. They think like you will never come back to Ukraine, you know, like immigrant stuff. Right. So it's so hard. You can't imagine how it's hard from Ukraine to go to U.S. It's like... No, 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 no. You just go to Mexico and you come right on. <laughs> yes. Have you not That's heard the borders open? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. people who want to go here completely normal, fine, and working here to maybe start a new life. And it's, uh, they, they had to go to and do this illegal stuff, you know, and try to figure out this the way how it's unfortunately working. Because when they go into embassy, like one day I go into embassy with my mom long time ago, and we're trying to make a quest visa to like visit my sister. She living in the U.S. And we be canceled. Wow. For I don't know why we have like both work, we have both like everything, everything is fine. And we like on that moment, my sister born my niece, you know, like and we wow. just it's our goal just being come here and visit our small child, you know, sure. and we be canceled together, like for no reason. So, like, okay, thank you so much. Come on, are it's you very serious? Hard. Very hard for Ukrainians to get visas. So, Vlad, you want to pick that back up? Yeah, right like it's a uh. It's a moment when our world had to take lesson from Ukraine, have to fight in again against so big enemy and so strong enemy. You know? mm -hmm. Because like Russia's, in, I I can't remember how much Russian bigger than Ukraine. Like for example, Ukraine is like fifty million people. Russian is like two hundred millions of people. So sure. And uh, resources is the most biggest country in world. Right. And, uh, yep. So and like for example, little Ukraine get punished for Russians and stand up and fighting and have like uh, experience how to use like uh, NATO weapons and so fast you know like uh, war machine it's not very fast it's uh, years and years and years but Ukraine able to get everything uh, and adopt you know adopt to army very fast and it's unique because uh, usually like in countries army rebuild like uh, 10 years like you know 15 years like reform some some sort of reform like ukraine does this for months you know mm -hmm. and use all kinds of weapons 
You just like how it's work. Just give something and we will use it. <laughs> you will yeah, but y'all are showing the, the world what badasses the Ukraine is. Exactly. Y'all, you know, yeah. the fact, because this has been going on how long now? I lose track of time. How long? It's like over a year. Over a year. And yeah. again, y'all are holding. Year and a half. Yeah. And, and the, what I want to tell you, like, Ukraine is like not aggressive nation, you know, we just like, we're just protecting our country, you know. Yes. Again. But Russians is like historical. It's like very aggressions, mm -hmm. aggression nation, right? And uh, greedy, like very not honest nation, you know, with like a bunch of like uh, fakes stuff, even historical fakes. Even like if we will take Second World War, you know, and after this, like it's like how you can trust this country, you know, like. It's a, I'm not sure like uh, people says bad, you know, because people that we build, but government is like this, uh, like system, you know, like it's, it's very bad even for our world. Sure. I, I even like want to say like communism, it's very bad completely for our world because this is just creating some problems. Hey, and Vlad, uh, I got two questions for you. So yeah. one, like trying to think back to like when the war first started, what was your attitude or reaction to like the beginning of the war? Because I think again, and Susan kind of said, but for outside looking in, right? Like the U, like U.S. citizens looking in, I think everyone was thinking like, "Wow, Russia is just like the superpower. Like Ukraine needs help. Like how are they going to withstand Ukraine, or how is Ukraine going to withstand Russia's attacks?" And then we're here a year and a half later and it's like, wow, like they're like they're really doing this. Yeah. So like it almost seems like it wasn't like a real surprise to you guys. <laughs> like you knew you'd be able to kind of withstand. Is that kind of like the reactions looking back or what, what was the general uh, feelings? Uh, first of all, uh, Ukraine have war uh, since uh, 2014 with Russia. It's in Donbass region. So a lot of people have experience and they be like prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Many Ukrainians uh, fighters be prepared. They already feel it. They already know what is this war and they don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. if we're talking about uh, professional, you know, professional right. part of this. What is surprised me is like uh, Ukrainian peoples and Ukrainian nationals, nations when uh, Russians invade for for example, to Kyiv region, I'll, any window have rifle who shooting to Russia, you know, it's not be easy walk for them. They be like destroyed everywhere. They even be hunted, you know, people's in villages everywhere, literally hunting to Russians. Nobody like hiding, sitting in home. No, people just lose their minds and like, what the hell? And really hunting and Russians be <laughs> not ready for this. They It's because they have like some sort of um, propaganda Mm -hmm. uh, in their head, like they tough and they go in, and everybody be happy about this, you know. But it's happened like happened. Everybody be like not, not Ukrainians be not happy like Russians uh, invade, and so any window have like AK, you know, and like everybody nice. make photo, everybody share information, everybody working on one. That's badass. You know? That is badass. Yeah, yeah the Russians yeah. were not expecting. <laughs> Yeah. They be like they just stuck, you know. They have big armies. They have strong armies. They make very big damages on first days, sure. and they they really make big damages. 
but people in like cities who be like attacked just take rifles and really hunting you know yeah. and russians they do not expect and their like supplies be destroyed <laughs> they surrender because they don't have supplies you know they're like okay like a tank battalion running yeah but uh, supply line is destroying these tanks don't have fuel tank crew just like get out from car uh, from tanks and like what we will do oh my god where we are okay and they just go in villages and surrender and like on gra old grandfather with like shotgun just like eh, <laughs> they surrender that's how it's work you know sounds like the south a that's little right. bit yeah, here. Actually, yeah. yeah actually yeah yeah <laughs> all right my other question for you was um and i want you to be honest here but it sounded like there's some cool ass nicknames that you guys had over there from Bruno to the sniper. All right. What was Ashley's nickname? Was it crazy American girl or what? <laughs> I never, I never create for Ashley nickname. <laughs> Ashley for me, it's Ashley. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll think about Alpha. I think she needs one. We can talk about that. I think she needs one. <laughs> yeah. I, Ashley, you need a cool nickname now. Yeah, with what you've it's done. Alpha. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You need one. But are you surprised that a year and a half later, y'all are still in this fight? Or, or most Ukrainians, or y'all knew that if this happened, you would fight mm. a lot longer? Were you expecting the war, I guess, to be this long, or how did you how did you feel about that? Oh my God, you know, you can't expect anything because, like I said, Russia is a big country. They have so much resources, sure. so much people. So even we like uh, hopefully destroy big part of Russian army, we still then lose big part of Ukrainian army. And sure. uh, but if we will talk about perspective, it will be years, years, years. I'm not sure like Ukraine will be able to wins it because come on we have like 50 million people and like big part of ukrainians just leave this country and you know run away and russians have like 200 million people so if sure. we're talking about this years and years and years about resources of course it's their like uh, their goal to make it uh, as long as possible right. but sure. we're trying to make it as short as possible sure. i don't know maybe like our world working with like sanction, you know, like for stop Russian business and uh, any kind. I'm not political, you know, I'm not like general for take, uh, for talking about this. What is the plan? I just like officer and I'm receive order and I'm going to do this order. Sure. How it's work in general? What is the plan? Who know? It's even can be political, geopolitical, you know, who sure. know what, it, how it's work. Has it, you know, is it a surprise the lack of resources? I'm not talking about within the country. I'm talking about getting help from NATO or any, you know, any allies. Has it been a surprise to you guys the lack of resources? No, they started to do this if almost uh, three, four months before war. Uh, they do this sneaky, so everybody already understand what will happen. Yeah. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm not happy for it's going very slow. Sure. They waiting like uh, for something happen and then just wake up like oh, it's like how many how long Ukraine waiting for anti aircraft systems? Right. Very long. And then a lot of like casualties from civilian peoples and world wake up like oh it's a good idea maybe we will send something you know, and it's like blackouts in Ukraine when Russians destroy like 
electricity plants, everything. So when people's really sitting like week, weeks uh, without electricity, cell phones, without anything, without water. Oh yeah. 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 I even that was even an issue I mean, Ashley had. Yeah. yeah even yeah, yeah, these I guys. When yeah. I was talking to them, we were we had blackouts. Yeah. I remember I had maybe uh, used all of my power banks at that point. There was no light in the house. Uh, you know, no hot water, nothing. There was maybe like a week of just blackout, and we were just really hoping that. You know. So what? And this was when he was injured, and we were at yeah. the house together. We were eating, you know, in the dark. Wow. <laughs> you know, when I'd be like in front line in work, of course I don't have electricity. Oh, I have electricity because because we have generate generators. We have Starlink. Thank you, Elon Musk. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I feel more comfortable. Then I come back to yeah, my please. my city, to my home, and I'm in my home, and I don't have electricity. I don't have water. I'm in bed with broken legs, and I'm hard. Wow. Oh my God! I feel better in in trenches. Wow! <laughs> I, I, I have this strong urge right now to apologize for our administration oh, and our president for not helping. Yeah, because no. I'm sorry, but he he just isn't. It's not listen. America do as well. It's Europe don't do it as much. America do is working as well, sending everything. It's just like Europe. Like French, Germany is a sneaky because they have deal with Russians, some sort of business, sure. and they don't help in. And you know, like only when they have pressure from USA, they started to do something. But they even don't want to spend money from NATO. You know, USA pay for their safety for like Germany, French, like NATO safety, and they even don't want to get like credits for. You know, they even don't spend their monies from budget. For army, you know, USA, you you guys, you you pay for Euro, European safety, you guys, your country. Well, I'm glad uh, they no, even we don't want to do this. Yeah. they feel like, oh, okay, USA, we handle it. We will spend money somewhere else. But it's and this same working with Ukraine, you know. Okay, Poland helping as well. Poland trying. Poland like very good ally right now to Ukraine. Good. Uh, but everybody else, they like. You know, they were slow. Only when they have big push from world, they start they starting to do something. And what is the push? Push it's when something crazy will happen in Ukraine. Like people will die, something will blow up, civilians buildings will blow up. You know, after this, they'll just wake up and like, okay, we need to do something. Sure, it's important to keep it relevant. Absolutely, right. uh, absolutely. Well, and yeah, you can even else. check statistic. You know, one of the how, things that I wanted to ask is how long are you even anticipating before you'll be in Colorado? Do y'all have Let's any see. idea? Um, I did the math. I think in about two weeks, they might have one last surgery on his right foot. Okay. Um, or maybe like a week after. And then he probably just needs maybe a month and a half to recover that. And then we hope to be in Colorado. And for how long do you think you'll be in Colorado? Do you know? No, we actually have no idea. Um, we want him just to be able to have enough physical therapy where he can walk normally, you know, be able to walk up the stairs to his apartment. Sure. You know, when we get back to Kiev. Like, or I feel like comfortable. That. Yeah. Sure. And then we'll continue more uh, physical therapy when we're, when we're back, but we just want him to be able to walk and feel like a normal human again before we go back. So however long that takes, I guess. Well, one reason or I'm asking... By myself. Sure. And one reason I'm asking is because being in Colorado, 
uh, one of the things I'd like to offer, if you can find the time in there, is for us to fly you to Phoenix to actually do this again in studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's yeah crazy. yeah we we will do that for you and give you uh now keep in mind it's gonna be summertime and it's hot <laughs> as hell um, so you might want to fly in do this and fly back out but um our cars have ac you'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't have any rolling blackouts. <laughs> um, but no, we'd like to offer that to you to come down and then actually be in studio, introduce you to some people out right. here. I know there are people that would, law enforcement officers and people especially, that would love to meet you guys. And so just keep that in mind. You just give us notice awesome. when you think you could come and uh, we'll make the flight arrangements and get you down here. Um, you can stay at my house. I have a crazy parrot and a German shepherd, if you don't mind animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's not but seven months old, but she's nuts. Oh, but yeah. We um, love dogs. And uh but yeah, we'll we'll be happy to do German that and dog, like, uh, German shepherd. Okay, because it's hard for me to translate it because uh, we have like Avcharka, it's a German Avcharka. Okay. Okay. Big oh, it's crazy dog. It's, I don't like Yeah, she well, she crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's young crazy. <laughs> she's young crazy, right. And she's big. Um, but yeah, keep that in mind when y'all do get out this direction. Ooh. And like I said, just kind of give us an idea and we'll get the flights booked and get you down here and uh, introduce you to some people here and let you sweat a little in the Phoenix sun. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Dad, Arizona. Oh, man. I don't think he's ever been somewhere that hot before. I don't think so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just keep that in mind. File that away, and uh, we'd love to do that for you. Awesome. Well, it's cool. I'm pretty simple, man. I love burgers and Coca-Cola. Listen, <laughs> listen, I know all the burger spots, Vlad. I got you. Oh, yeah, we'll come. <laughs> well, Rich Mac will be upset if we don't take him to In-N-Out at right. least once. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to start wrapping this up here. Tom, you want to you wanna close this up? Any last questions, guys, you have? and any? I, I don't have any last questions. I'm just very interested in your guys' story. Yes. Uh, it's fascinating to hear what you guys have been through. Yes. And I continue to hope that we stay in contact so that, of course. I, you know, I want to continue with your journey journey and, and see how, you know, this all ends up for you guys. Cause you guys are a fascinating couple. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. And any way that under the shield can support you guys. Right. Yes. Don't hesitate. Yeah. You, you are in our prayers and your country is as well. Yes. Um, you know, we really want to see y'all kick Russia's ass and get them right back <laughs> out of there uh, and actually start taking over parts of Russia. <laughs> yeah, y'all grow. Happen, but what is the price? You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Exactly. Sure. Sure. Well, your team was incredibly helpful to me in the middle of a war zone. So thank you for that. Well, and we just, yeah. well, that's we just an endorsement apologize. right there. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> we just apologize that Amazon wouldn't deliver. <laughs> I know. I couldn't get, um, UPS wouldn't deliver. No, I went to that? three different places. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? It's what a little the war heck? zone. Come on now. Yeah. It's Ukraine. Come on. Yeah. Airdrop it in. <laughs> no, it's only you can uh, deliver something you need to deliver to the, to the Poland, you know, and from Poland. And then it comes in. From, Somebody. It's like a pipeline. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's, you wouldn't think it was that way, but it kind of is. Yeah, that's crazy. But keep in touch with these guys and, yeah. and you know, let them know the progress. And if you need time to vent, talk, whatever, because there's got to be some frustration being away from the Ukraine, especially with your family over there and uh, that and friends and everybody you fight with. My family is 
not in Ukraine anymore for yeah. some reason. <laughs> when war has started, you know, hopefully it delivers them a little bit. Sure. I okay, just send them for another country because it'd be safety. Sure. That more sure. Yeah. Uh, your friends with my service is associated with my service and my, with my job, so they had to be somewhere else, not in Ukraine right now. R sure. Right now they can be in home, but on that moment they can't. Sure. Sure. And, uh, but just to be disrupted, to have your life disrupted the right. way that it has been and losing friends and everything. But uh, yeah. we will work to get you guys down here, especially when you're over on this side of, of our country. And again, if there's anything we can do to help at Under the Shield, you keep us posted, let us know, and we can put things out um, also all over our social media. We just want to help any way that we can. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all for taking the time to do this and best of luck with another surgery. <laughs> and we'll pray oh that's the last God. one. Yes. Yeah. And that you'll be done and then can start to really heal and recover. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Tom, you're going to close us out here. Yeah. I'd like to say thanks to all our listeners. This was definitely a different story that we brought you this week. But boy, is it a fight in progress? It sure I mean, is a it, fight in progress. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, and if any of our listeners out there, um, if you guys are in your own fight, uh, and you need someone to talk to, you can always reach us 24 seven. You can call us on our toll free, um, number. And here we go. The test is on now. I Let's know. see if he it's remembers it. Eight, eight, five. Well, uh, uh, well, well, yeah, see, I, was, I started, you right? said eight, eight, five. Oh, eight, five, five, Thank eight, you. eight, nine, two, three, four, eight. Yes. Um, you it's can call us. Anytime, 24-7, if you hit extension 1, let it ring. It's going to ring and forward to the first available stress coach that we have. So it may take a few rings, uh, but you will get somebody. If you want to speak to Susan directly, you can hit extension 2. It'll go to her. Um, extension 3 will go to David Cohen in Alabama. And extension 4 will come directly to me. Um, if you want to reach me directly, you can also do it on my cell phone at 480-861-6574. Susan? And mine is 334-324-3570. And when you hit that extension 1, understand, we do not have your phone number. When we say anonymous help, it is totally anonymous. If you get disconnected, you got to call us back. Right. And this is something that we are just really, uh, we know the importance of that anonymity when you reach out for help. Because there's right. a lot of fear there. Yeah, we don't need to know your name. Nope. Uh, it's just, if you need help, we're here for you anytime. And this is for families of first responders also and military. Um, this isn't just about the first responders and exactly. military. The families are a huge part of this. And it's just important that you reach out. And even if even if it's for your first responder and you don't know how to get them to get the help, call us. Right. We have ways of convincing arms. people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just because I have a wooden red man stick in my office has nothing to do with it. That's but, right. Um, and, you know, every week I always think this, too. We, we really should be talking more about, you know, we're here in the Chris Farrar podcast studio. Right. We, we do these podcasts to honor uh, Chris, who was... I say murdered in the line of duty because exactly. he was. And it's been um, two years, just over two years that we lost Chris. He was actually a co-host here on the podcast. But this, these are missions that he really cared a lot about. This right. was very important to him, and it is to all of us. So 
please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, Vlad and Ashley, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to tell us the first part of your journey. You have a long journey ahead of you <laughs> of good stuff. You, you've, you've been through some hard stuff, but we just have to believe there's good stuff coming in the future. And we hope part of that will be a trip to Phoenix exactly. that we can get you out and around sweating a little bit down here with the rest of us. And uh, we'll get you to some hamburger places. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's what you want. But if that's what you want, we'll make sure you get it. And, 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 and cheers to you on the Coke end again also. <laughs> but you guys take care, stay safe. And for our audience out there, God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. And we hope you'll come back next week. Take care. Thank you.